Welcome to another African Exodus podcast. This is the Tip Show, the most infamous African festival, famous podcast interview here in the Pacific Northwest. Hosted by yours truly, the unflinching comedy king, Dubai Dennis Mumba. I'm from Nairobi, Kenya, and I'm proud to be here at the university, Third Wheel Studios. And today I have nobody. You know, I bring you only unflickable, unflinching, honest entrepreneurs from Seattle, Washington, distinguished gentlemen and women who come and share with us what their community work is all about and how they can benefit us here in the Pacific Northwest. Without further ado, I want you to put your hands together for the one and only, the most light-skinned friend I have in my friend's group, all the way <laughs> from Seattle, my friend, Mr. Elijah L. Lewis. Yeah, put claps there. Then oh, on my right is one and only, the one I have been paying for you to be in Wakanda movies for years, but finally he's here auditioning at this podcast. The one and only Ali bin Ali. So time. How are you doing? I'm good, my brother. Yeah, yeah. No, next time I'll have confetti. When I say these things, things <laughs> fall from the air. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the tip show. And straight to me, I just want to ask you guys to be patient because I have very intriguing guests here today. Straight to it. I'm going to ask you, Mr. Ali, who are you? What are you about? People will see you in the streets. Who are you? I'm just uh, been at least on Goro. I yes. come from the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Um, uh, these days, I'm really promoting my home state, yes. the, the Tanganyika uh, province. Province, correct. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about that a little bit. But yeah, I am Ali. I'm a youth leader. Uh, so you're just here advocating for the youth and what's best for uh, the continent and my country in particular. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, warm up, warm up for Mr. Ali here. And on my far left, Mr. Lewis, who are you? What are you about? And what do you do in the city of Seattle? Yes. Yeah, so my name is Elijah Lewis. And ultimately, what am I about? I'm about, you know, prosperity. I'm about, you know, uh, sustainability, self-sustainability and ultimately community. Right. That's really what I'm about. And what do I do in Seattle? I just lift our community and I help people. Like, I love helping people. I love giving back. So that's ultimately what I'm about. Ladies and gentlemen, like everybody who comes on this show, my two amazing guests today are being very modest. But you know me, I don't like modesty. Ain't nothing modest about this, people. So let me go to it. Mr. Bin Ali is a youth community leader, African Achievement Award winner for upcoming and promising leader in 2021. He was also a youth representative at the United Nations. Mr. Africa, North Africa, second runner-up, people's favorite king. Man, you have won things. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let me not forget his community work and charitable work. He has led the Civil and Engagement Committee of WASCO through different nonprofits from the 2020 election. And currently, he's working on linking American investors with his home country in Africa through different sectors of development. Thank you, Mr. Ali. Thank Put you. Down, clap for yourself, man. Thank you, man. Thank so you. So you're the most handsome in those areas. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, back to my friend, Mr. Lewis. Mr. Lewis here is born and was born and raised in Seattle, Washington. South Seattle is where he spent his early years advocacy, amplification, and organization. This gentleman over here is a revolutionary committed to the embetterment of his community. He joined African Town Ecosystem. I have met him working with the black graduates of Rainier Beach High School. Mr. Elijah has overcome many obstacles that were faced in front of him to be who he is today. We are talking poverty. We are talking middle class. We are talking recession. <laughs> but the guy is here today. He's working with a lot of nonprofits, organizations, a lot of things. I want you to tap into it as we proceed, right? Absolutely. I'm more of a morning person, Elijah. Yeah. No, I, I'm a morning person. <laughs> a J. Cole song. Like in the morning. I'm a morning person. I get things done in the morning. Right. What time of the day do you get things done? 
I'm a night owl, man. I get things done at night. Night? Yes. Ali, night? Yeah, night. That would be night. Um, <clears throat> it's a lot of things going through, uh, you know, throughout the day. So okay. at night, it's uh, peaceful and calm. I want to ask you straight questions that some of the audience members want to know what your stands are. This being Black History Month, if you don't know, we have only 10 more days to be <laughs> right, black. Right, right, right. <laughs> All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, what's your what's your definition of diversity, Mr. Light? Man, my definition of diversity really is me. Like, I'm diverse. I'm so many different, you know, cultures. Um, and, yeah, that's my definition of diversity. <laughs> what about you, Bin Ali? For me, it's, uh, it's when everybody come to uh, accept and appreciate uh, the differences that we have. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, the diff- I like that. Just simple. This, you don't, don't over-explain. I like that. <laughs> now, in your current roles, um, Ali, I'll go with this with you. You have worked as a youth leader organization trying to transport this cross-promotion uh, cross, um, uh, business-wide, economically, with African America. Yeah. What are some of the biggest challenges that you have faced in your current role in your current organization? I mean, you, when you are, uh, you know, considered a minority in a, in a, a country like America, mm-hmm. um, you always face the challenge, like, to um, to present the numbers. Correct. Oh, I'm a numbers, leader. Yes, yeah, numbers, yeah. I'm, I'm a leader. Yeah. But who uh, who is behind you? Like, how many people can you bring um, into a room? Correct. And especially when you're dealing with, with young people, like, you know, just convincing them, um, you know, getting <coughs> young people out of the club, partying, and t- telling them that, hey, there's some serious yeah, stuff tough. here that we can be doing. Yeah. You know, if we, could, if we can be 20 people, uh, 20 of us, we can, you know, create a 501c3 and yeah. you know, and you know, raise some money and do something positive. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. It's like to bring the youth to, um, to come to that realization that uh, there's so much big things waiting for them in the future. And yeah. you know, um, the current generation of leaders is expiring. It's it's us coming to now replace coming. them. Correct. So we have to prepare them. We have to prepare ourselves, prepare all the young people for what's coming. Yes. And what about you, uh, Mr. Lajo, in your current role as a leader, as a creative, as somebody who embodies what art is the Pacific Northwest? What are some of the setbacks that you you go through uh, being a creative in Seattle? You know, man, there's a lot of financial setbacks, I'll say that. Okay. Ultimately, there's a lot of grants, there's a lot of funding opportunities out there, but if you don't realize the steps that it takes to get these grants or the people and the relationships that you have to build, then Mm. that means nothing to you. So ultimately, um, starting out in this, you know, community, I had a lot of self, you know, funding of my projects, right? Mm. I funded it with my own finances, with the finances of community members who believed in the work, right? We weren't waiting for a nonprofit organization. We weren't waiting for grants or funding or anything else. We just made stuff happen, right? And that's how a lot of things that we did happened, right? And then ultimately, once we started to understand the game of the grants and crowdfunding opportunities and everything else, we had to get to business and start learning the game so that ultimately we could share this information with our community. Oh, beautiful, Mr. Elijah. Back to you, Elijah, again. Uh, the next question with you. How long have you been doing this? Yes, yeah, so I'm 23 years old, so okay. I've been doing this type of work as far as advocacy work. I've mm-hmm. really been doing since I was um, advocacy work, I, I guess since I was young, very yes. young. And when I say advocacy work, being an advocate is just speaking up about things, right? So since I was very young, you know, I was not the person that liked to let my friends get bullied and stuff like that. So I started at a very young age. But we'll say politics and all of that kind of stuff, more or less when I was 16 years old and, um, you know, a counselor at my school told me about just the inequities that was happening at Rainier Beach High School and was like, hey, you know, there's a lot of advocacy work that you can do. And I I decided to be a part of that in talking to the Seattle school board for our school because we were having a lot of inequities that was happening at the school and we needed a remodel. 
And so um, that's, I guess, the first time that I can remember being in that advocate role and being called an advocate. Thank you, Elijah. I like that. Mr. Ali, how long have you been doing this? Um, wow. I would say uh, in America, mm -hmm. as soon as I, you know, set my feet in this country. I come from a French-speaking country. <laughs> <laughs> that language barrier was a fact. It came through. Yeah. 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 I can I I come from a French speak uh, French speaking country Correct. and um I was initially I was initially supposed to go study in Belgium as many Congolese would Belgium mm -hmm. or France Correct. as many Congolese would because of the language yes. and then I was late for the admission process and mm -hmm. so uh, my dad was like what about America I was like yeah that would be great you know go mm -hmm. uh, learn a different language uh so I came here you know I was at a community college every community college you know uh yeah. you know about that uh one thing is you got you get there uh you you know it's it's north uh you know so you don't see a lot of people like you uh and you know just being international student that's another it's you know it's it's, it's a trouble of its own Correct. and then uh being in a place that's very isolated uh and you know and and, and all the black people walking around you black students walking around you like they don't know you or yeah. something and so like uh, when you are a leader you are a change maker you see something you, when you see a problem for you it's an opportunity and you you know find a way like to make things right i like that yeah. i like that solution based <coughs> exactly yes. so it was in the winter right yeah uh everyone is wearing coats yeah so the only way to know if it's a black person you gotta look their hands so you know so i saw i started okay. calling all the black people i saw on campus okay like hey what are we doing yes like there's not a lot of us here yeah there's you know uh club there's or there are organizations here we Correct. can be doing things like yeah. you know um that's how I came to create a whole um, organization for African students. Mm -hmm. uh, and then from that, we you know we were raising a lot of money. Like we, I think uh, my time there in leadership, we were able to raise at least $50,000. $50, wow. Yeah, nice. able to take wow. students um, uh, to different conferences, Correct. the Black Solidarity Co uh, Conference in, at, at Yale University yes. and many different diversity uh, conferences. Correct. Yeah, so that's how I started. And then, you know, and then until um the community at large in yeah. washington state uh discovered me um you know um the mayor of everett as well wow, yeah nice. i was able to meet the mayor of everett just yeah. representing the minority students yeah that's how i started to you know and then uh, and then from there it just became a bigger thing like i told everybody that hey we cannot just be african student associations on our campuses okay now we have to link like, uh, uh, like all of them Correct. all the universities yes see that's that's how we started so yeah. now we start going to central washington UW, all like the essays you know shoreline, the yeah, remember shoreline that, and, yeah. and you see that that's that's the movement that we created and yes. you know and and, and now well we we, we are what we are today so. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank these two gentlemen for being here. Mr. Ali himself. Uh, actually, when we were at the, uh, the university, Western University, I hosted their cultural nights yeah. a couple of times. And uh, your organization was sponsoring some of the African night there. So I want to applaud you for that. Thank I you. I also want to applaud you, uh, uh, Mr. Elijah. We met uh, uh, Mr. Elijah. Um, he's overseas operations at the SACO. SACO? Sankofa Theater. Sankofa yep. Theater in mm -hmm. uh, Seattle, uh, yes. so that, uh, downtown Seattle. Mm -hmm. And he hosts a lot of upcoming artists, comedians, musicians. Let's talk more about that. Yes. How, how are you tapping into this? Let me, let me reframe the question. What made you tap into this group of people? Because, mm. you know, Seattle is a tech city. Yes. And yes. me being a seasoned comedian or producer, I have struggled to find spaces where I can openly express myself, mm -hmm. which don't break the bank because, you know, people yeah. have not yet tipped here. How do you approach these people? How do you, uh, like, negotiate right, to right. work with them? 
You know, it's funny when people say like, oh, Seattle's a tech city because I've grown up here my whole entire life. And yeah. so obviously, like I didn't grow up in or maybe not. Obviously, I didn't grow up in tech. You know right. what I mean? I grew up in the 2000s. Right. Yeah. And I remember like a lot of people say, oh, Gen Z, Gen Z, Gen Z. And technically, yeah, I'm Gen Z. Yeah. But we grew up. We were the last generation that grew up without having cell phones all the time you know what Look, i mean like i yeah. remember in yeah. 2008 i got my first cell phone it was tiny yeah. it was like one of those things where it's like when you pressed on the internet button you had to go back because you knew your mom was gonna <laughs> like <laughs> get mad at you it's like oh i'm gonna get charged <laughs> like i gotta go back like oops i honestly I hit facebook you know what i mean <laughs> and stuff like that and then back yeah. in, you know 2010s that's yeah, when we got on facebook yeah i remember you know what i mean being in escape room and mm -hmm. stuff like that yeah. type of stuff so Ultimately, I grew up in that time where we were outside, we were playing, we were, you know, we weren't necessarily involved in tech. Yeah, we might have had a computer or Correct. Nintendo or, you know what I mean, uh, Atari. Like, I rem like I grew up with that type of generation. And, okay. But ultimately, for me, like, I didn't really start learning about tech until maybe like five, maybe six years ago about all the advancements that Seattle had been doing. And so okay. I think that is very intentional, though, right? Ultimately, youth like myself who grow up in this city that are represent the BIPOC or black youth are not getting the access to the same technology that people who are transplants are coming out here for those types of job opportunities, like coding that. opportunities that mm -hmm. make six figures. Yes. You know what I mean? Starting in Correct. Seattle, right? Correct. And so there's two different realities. It's the people, the minorities who grow up in the city and they yes. really grow up with being disadvantaged and being oppressed and going through the things that we go through. Correct. And then there's the individuals who come here and they profit and they have really great opportunities and all those different things. And so ultimately, when I think about how it, I'm able to connect with, you know, my people, it's, it's because they're my people, right? Mm -hmm. Ultimately, um, these are people I relate to. These are people I can share stories with and, you know, say, yeah, you know, I grew up in Seattle and that they can relate to those types of things. And um, I remember really when, when I got my first start into the entertainment industry, it yeah. was when I was around 16 years old and a friend of mine had known a um, lady who owned her own record label, right? Wow. And so I came in as a prodigy, right? Ooh. And I've always had a business mindset, and I've yeah. always b been able to build relationships and build it's rapport with, right? Quick. I grew up in the church, so I grew up with a whole bunch of old people. Well, you know how to, <laughs> you know how to, to them, talk, to talk to them, them. negotiate, you yep, know what I mean? Yep, you learn yep. a lot from the church. So yeah. I, I brought those skill sets, and I yeah. was like, look, I told her, I said, man, I see that you run this big record label and everything else, and you seem like you need a lot of help. Yeah, I can help you. You know what I mean? Work something and out. I can, we can work yeah. something out. Yeah. And so at first, you know, she's telling me, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear, I hear you. you. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And then every single time I call her, she's like, you know, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And one time I had I had said, you know, um, but what are you doing today? She was like, oh, you know, I got to clean my house. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, All these the different excuses. Yeah. And I told her, I said, you know what? My, and no, this is how my mom raised me, though, yeah. too. I was like, I'll come and help you clean your house. Let's start no. there. You know what I mean? Gay I first. was like, boom. So she was like, what? Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, She's like, you going to help me clean my house? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to help you clean your house. And I came, I helped her clean her house. And that was the first business meeting that I met with this, you know, record label. And I actually wow. built my way up to owning 50% of this record label. Wow. Um, wow. And so bigger, that's bigger, really bigger. where I got my start yeah. into the industry, the Correct. Seattle industry. And, right. um, you know, I had a lot of ups and downs and everything else. But um, once I learned the game for myself, Correct. that's when I really could start bringing it to my community and first it was my friends you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. So my you friends who were doing circle. Correct. music and singing and songwriting and all types of different stuff yeah and then i you know expanded out from that Correct. and 
Um, now, you know, I'm helping plan some of the biggest events in Seattle, you know what I mean? Especially for the black community, the Juneteenth, the Emoja Fest. Emoja Fest, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Wall Center, Street, yeah. Black Correct. Wall Street, Correct. and um, Malcolm X Day, where anywhere from three to 10,000 people, you know, our biggest 30,000 people show up, right? I like and that. so those are the types of, you know, environments who have gotten me to where i am today beautiful beautiful ladies and gentlemen i know you guys are asking me a lot of questions out here but i want to answer the ladies first all right ali the ladies are asking <laughs> <laughs> beautiful black men in the studio today it's black history Cole, yes, you have to take yes. over sisters too what do you look for in somebody you're attracted to um the vision uh she has to share the vision that i okay. that i have yeah um i also you know i'm african and uh the culture and the, my traditions means the world to me to when you're marrying an african you're not just marrying them you're, you're marrying, marrying the, the, whole the whole family, yeah, family. so i'm <laughs> yeah. like you know is she gonna be able to you know like uh communicate properly with my grandma yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah things like that right exactly yeah but yeah but, but most importantly it's like somebody that um we can be able to you know build wealth uh together, together yeah yeah, yeah you know um yeah so um, uh I, I would say that thank you what about you like what you look for man you asking a lot of questions <laughs> 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 looking for a big nash just say so right, 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 right. <laughs> that's what gets me in trouble man that's what gets me in trouble you know what i mean talk to me ultimately no honestly man vision yeah I mean, like i looked at you because i'm like that's number one vision is vision you know just having you know self-discipline i think mm -hmm. I, those are things i didn't look at when i was younger i, I was very distracted you know correct, what i mean correct, by correct, all correct. the assets of you know what i mean, <laughs> 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 you know what I mean? that weren't necessarily uh, wealth yeah. assets yeah. but Ultimately, I, I started to, that started to bore me. You Correct. know what I mean? It's like dating all these beautiful, fine women that yeah. ultimately weren't necessarily uplifting my vision and Correct. what I was doing and weren't supporting me. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, it was turning into, uh, I was turning into a therapist yeah, and a father figure yeah, you're, you're and a financial, much, you know what I mean? Like obligation to them Correct. and stuff like that. And I was just like, you know what? I want a woman who understands her worth, her value, yep. yeah. and sees me as a partner in life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Not as necessarily a financial, you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, getaway yeah. and like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm just I'm just good since I'm messing with this entrepreneur and everything else. But someone that and I look at it like this, right? My mom, she um my dad passed away before I was born, right? Okay. My mom had four kids besides me, so I have two brothers and two sisters. Is that woman going to be able to take care of my kids if something happens to me yeah. financially. I like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Is she yeah. going to have us growing up in poverty? Is she going to have us, you know, like, what is she going to be teaching and educating my children? And mm. one thing I value about my mother is that she never exposed me to the BS or, oh, I'm missing, you yeah. know what I mean, Correct. of just the wrong man in my life and stuff like that. My mom didn't even date, literally, wow, wow. until I was out of the house. So, yes. like, that's a different type of woman, Correct. you know what I mean, who has Correct. a different type of value system than just nowadays where you see these women going to, from the next man to the next man yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. all about, you know, financial gain or just all these, you know what I mean, society, you know, yeah. uh, superficial things. Superficial, like, correct, correct. Yeah. Uh, that, that doesn't work for us. Uh, I I uh, get, I take it that both of you are acquainted with Afrobeat music, African yes. music, African food. So I'll start with something easy because me, I love food. We just ate. Yeah. Ah! I, do you, have you ever eaten African food in any African restaurants in uh, here in the Northwest? Uh, every day. I, I, <laughs> I, eat, I, I eat African. I eat African. African yes. or Caribbean? Name two or three mm. restaurants that you like. 
Uh, I mean, Red Lounge, Red Lounge. Uh, mm. Bantaba Restaurants. Ah, Bantaba, I love Bantaba. Bantaba is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. Bantaba is out north here. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, in Linwood. Correct. Yeah, yes. you know, like just you know, just coming here, international student. I had never cooked, you know, in my life yeah, when yeah, I came yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So you had to learn. My, and then you, just and I, you know, and the food, you know, like I had to, you know, I was in college. Yeah. I had to be eating McDonald's and 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 mm. and, uh, yeah, and yeah. Subway. <laughs> My, you know, th- this is, you know, yeah. I'm not American, yeah. so this is fast food, you know, Correct. new to me, yeah. like very tough. Um, I had to teach myself how to cook, but yeah, definitely was finishing my, my, my checks at uh, oh, African yeah, restaurants. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever been to a Caribbean or African? Yes, yes. Or? and a Taste of Caribbean is definitely one of my spots right there. Yeah. I would say Jerk Shack is definitely another Jerk Shack, Irenia? Uh, Jerk Shack is, uh, the one that I've been to is on downtown. Oh, downtown, yeah, yeah, downtown, downtown, downtown. Okay, okay, okay. Um, that's Island Soul. Uh-huh. Oh, um, yeah, that's Island. Yes, up there, Island yeah. Soul. Yeah. Or, but I really love uh, Zobel, Zobel and Wonder Bar. They oh, have okay. some really, really good injera and Sambusa. Uh, uh, yeah, Sambusa. Yeah, Sambusa. Yeah, yeah. They have Sambusa now. Yes. Uh, that's good. How is it important? I'm going to go personal with you guys back yes. to back. I'm going to back to Elijah. How is, impor- how is it important for you to get the right barber? Because, man, I almost man. got messed up on one of my dates. This <laughs> barber <laughs> took my <laughs> helmet all the way back. I was having a LeBron I'm moment dead. on the table. Man, you know, you know, honestly, and I'm, I'm going to speak about this because ultimately this is something that a lot of black men or just we men go through, in general man. don't talk about. Yeah. But, um, and I know with the whole Jada Smith yeah. thing, it's just, oh my <laughs> God. About it, yeah. But I got diagnosed with alopecia two years ago. Oh, Right? Really? Like literally on some real stuff. And so okay. ultimately, like I started losing my hair and like, you know, I think there's a lot of talk about the black woman experience, but not uh, the but man. Not the man, and they're like, "Oh, well, men they can lose their hair. Oh, they're men. They don't. It doesn't matter." Just, nah, in the black culture, it means no, so, no, much. so much. Like, to us, it's bro. so much for us. Especially the barber, like going to a young, exactly Bruh. as a young African brother, you know, American brother. It's like the barbershop is everything. You learn all the, you know, what's happening in the street. You learn, yeah. you know what I mean? You got the CD band yeah, going, you know what I mean? Which music like, came which out. music came out, yeah, like yeah, all yeah. types of different things. Yeah. And so ultimately, like when I was getting, you know, my barber, now I, you know, I shave my own head. Yeah. But when I was, I was looking for, man, I would have to see what you were doing before. But before man. you gotta like, go before, look at the line. It, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's like, man, cause I've been, I've had a couple of times where I'm like, I'm not paying you, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'll walk it out. It's a wrap. You got me messed up. You're lucky I'm not punching you. I'm not exactly. Let me just leave in peace, okay? You put my forehead all the way back here. Like, you know what I mean? What about you, Ali? Man, I remember my first haircut was <laughs> from this <laughs> in America, right? You messed yeah, your yes. head up. You messed your yeah. head up. Yeah, That's how you remember. Yeah, 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 remember. No, this, it was a lady, a Mexican oh, lady. Oh, no, that's bro. where he went wrong. That's bro. where he went wrong. How? Go I'm Mexican coming way. from Congo. Okay, okay. I, I'm getting my, fir- my first haircut. Okay, yeah, I'm going to get, okay. The only thing I asked was, my only question was, is there a barbershop around here? There's one right there. I get in the place and they're all looking at me like, am I in the right place? Yes. Like, am I in the barber shop? Like, yes, you yes. are. Yeah, but, but. Like, what's but? What's but? Yes. Oh, I don't know. No, sure. I need a haircut. Uh-huh. So they give me this haircut. like, oh my goodness gracious. Yes. Wow. What is going on? I had to wait for like f- four months later to meet an African. Oh, mm. yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, to me, yeah, it took me at least four months to, to meet Dunia. Good barber shop. And du- Dunia, yeah, uh, yeah. Dunia knew how to cut hair. So Dunia showed me the yeah. the barber, yeah. um, and that's the, the only barber I've been with for like I think, seven come years on, now. On, you know, I live on, in Seattle on, now. Yeah, you gotta be loyal. Yeah, yeah I live in Seattle. Shout out to D. Shout out to D. <laughs> 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 I live in Seattle, right? Okay. But I have to drive. Right now, I'm coming from Everett. Yes. 
go get my haircut never because I still can't trust still anybody. Can't trust I go to all the way to uh, there's a barber <laughs> shop I discovered at um, Federal Way by the transit station. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good guys. I'd rather take that hour drive mm. to get the hairline, bro. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I missed a grant last year because of the wrong barber. So this year <laughs> I'm not wasting time, guys. Yeah, anyway, on money. money, yeah, bro. Money. The, it's got the money look. And yeah, we're yeah. talking about investors, right? That yes. Part. Like, why can we just invest in our own things too? That like, part, like talking part. about investment, Ali. What do you think is the problem we have? Because I, I have never lived in a state um, that has more black professionals like where I live right now. But for some reason, a lot of uh, our projects, uh, a lot of our uh, campaigns are underfunded from the, you know what I'm saying, from the inner circle. It's like mm. people don't believe in it. What do you think could change to help all these tech millionaires that we have yes, in yes. our community? You yes. know, I love getting money from, our, from, from the people who don't look like us as well. But there are also people who look like us who know where this money is going, yes. who have been to this, raised in the communities that we were raised. And they are making this and money And they are too. making this money. Right, right. So what do you think could change? Uh, I mean, I think we have to start investing, you know, ourselves first. You know, Correct. like so. Here's the thing, right? Like, uh, when when I say, oh, I, I'm trying to get American investors, uh, you know, to go invest in Congo. Yes. Right. Uh, the first idea that comes into your mind is, you know, uh, white. No, they, they, like, you know, they're white. Like, yes. We're looking for white investors to go to go back invest. Home. Yeah. But it could also be a call for, you know, the 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 black Correct. people right, right. Yes. Or, or the Africans who have the means to also invest. Yes. Look, like right now in Seattle, for example, we only have one club. Mm-hmm. And it's just yeah, one. <laughs> it's getting tiring, right? And everybody goes there. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, it's like, hey, what's up? It's Friday night. Oh, like yeah, place, Afrobeat place. night. Yeah, Afrobeat so, night. Right? Yeah. And then, you know, it's a lot of us and we are complaining oh yes. the place it's ah, not it's this, this. It's not over the years there's no over ac the ah yeah oh there's not this correct okay look this one black man decided to have red lunch there yes. afrobeat not yes. yeah yes. we can have more but mm-hmm. you, instead of complaining you know let's do something correct. we can even you know create an, a, a, a rent a, a space yeah, a yeah we can yeah. rent a, you know it can even be a non-profit organization exactly you know yes. you know like Man, my whole, my all my stress for the, the, the pandemic and everything. He went to yeah. one place. That's that's therapy that's right it. there. Yeah, and see? everybody know what the role that he plays. Yeah. Exactly. What do you think we could do for investors, Elijah, uh, to get more investors, either Seattle Black or Seattle African American or Caribbean crowd? How can how can we convince them? You know, honestly, every investor looks at the ROI, Correct. which is you know return on investment, Correct. right? And so ultimately, it's for one, it's conversation, Correct. right? A lot of people feel entitled, right? that their project is so good that every single person should just invest. And they should see it without them even talking to anyone. Uh, (laughs) They should just see the value in what they do, Mm -hmm. right? And it's a fictitious because it's like, you know, ultimately they're on social media and they see all these different people and they Mm -hmm. think their social media account's going to go blow up. You know what I mean? And so if you want people to invest in you, you got to show them why. Right. You have to show them why and you have to show the importance. What Mm -hmm. is the factor within your investment that is going to be like time sensitive Mm -hmm. that it's going to go away? You know what I mean? So, for example, if we'll just say I'm I get an opportunity to bring in Cardi B. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be next month. And, you know, she's it's just because she's going to fly in and, and something's happening. If I tell these investors, hey, Cardi B's coming within less than a month. 
if we don't do this, we're not going to be able to promote. We're not going to be able to make sure that this is Dude. everything is right. So we can make this million dollars. You yes. know what I mean? But if you invest right now, mm -hmm. then we can make this million dollars. But I, they're also going to want to see the facts, right? They're going to want to see like the finances, the profit and loss statement and everything that I have to show, True. right? To show them how they're going to make their money back, right? And not only just make their money back, but make more money because most especially when you get into the accredited investors that have a million dollars or more of True. liquid assets, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Those liquid assets are actually costing them money. Mm -hmm. So as long as their money is moving and growing, yes. right? For one, they get tax write-offs, they get deductibles, they get all these different things, and it's not counted as income, right? The only thing that is counted as income is the extra, right? But if yes. they're investing it, investing it, investing it, and it's always moving, mm -hmm. that's not seen as income. So that's why they want to keep on moving. If they're real investors, that's what they're looking at. Yeah. They're just not looking at people who have a sob story and it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, you yeah, should just, just you help me. Boo me, help yeah. me. It's like, yeah. how are you going to make your money back, right? Yeah. So that's the main thing that they're thinking about. Correct. From my experience. I, I like I like yeah. that, Elijah. Yeah. Bring, looping that in back in, uh, guys, um, for... A lot of people outside Seattle, you know, friends of mine have raised us from Portland. You've worked with Easy Baba Melo. Shout yes, out to Easy yes. for no reason. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, uh, do you think Seattle as a city is well-placed when it comes to the diversity climate? People say we are so many people who look so unlike, unlike each other. But I feel the Seattle freeze when I step up in some spaces, when I'm yes. at the Seattle Art Museum or Mopop, or yes. doing, when I'm hosting these events, I'm feeling still, yes, we look like we're diverse, but I yes. don't feel it. Do you feel it, Mr. Ali? Mm, I mean, uh, you know, for companies, it, it, different organizations. It is. It's changing. I think it's changing. Right. I think we we get in there. People are uh, being more conscious of what's going on around us yeah. uh, in our communities. Um, I think we're gonna get there. We're not. We're not there there yet. You know, compared to other states. Uh, you know, like Texas and. Um, but yeah, but we're not there yet. But I think we're getting there. We're like getting there? the movement is is growing. I, I like mean, that. I'm appreciative. We just yeah. Came from a pandemic, no, I'm appreciative so. of where the you know, the the black movement is going. Yes. Uh, you know, like just uh in 2017 we're talking about africa town africa like town, yeah, it was just a you know talk Black of the streets too. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just yeah. a talk of the streets and now yes. you know we're just talking earlier and really. telling me all these fundings yes. and everything that the belief it's a, a 4.2 million dollar business now look at literally that. in less than talk eight about years it. yeah look in less that. than eight years you know africa town has become a 4.2 million dollar business and mm. ultimately if you think about it you know africa town comes from community you know, revolutionaries who stood up for greatness, right? Mm -hmm. Bringing it back to Liberty Bank Building, yeah. which was the first, the first black owned, owned bank, bank. Mm -hmm. west of the Mississippi, Correct. right? Mm -hmm. We had black organizers and revolutionaries who seen that they were not getting loans and not getting investments from these white owned banks. They were mm -hmm. just weren't going to get it. Mm -hmm. So they had to create it, right? And this is like when you talk about White King Garrett, right? Yeah. This is his great, like, his grandfather, right? Wow. Literally, and then his father, right? And then now White King, right? So there's this generations of black men who've literally been able to educate their the next generation to the importance, the morals, the values, so that they could pass that along, but also be able to see that vision through continuously. And it was tiresome, right? Um, you know, for many, many years, like people would not listen to these individuals or thought they were crazy and everything else. But now that all of these rewards are coming and everything else, people are looking at them as, oh, yeah, boom, that, those are the people. But honestly, I would say that in order for us to really change that narrative, right, right of lack of diversity and everything else, we have 
black people. I've literally been at an Eritrean soccer game that had wow. 10,000 Eritreans in wow. literally. And this is at Foster High School, right? Wow. So wow. it's like we have over 15,000 Kenyan community yeah, members. And like we have a lot, of, yeah. you know, I don't know how many Congolese, but yeah. we have so many black people, yeah. right? But we're all in our different communities we're yeah. all divided right yeah. so we have to come together we have to cross you know collaborate we have to build and 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 create those environments for prosperity it's not just going to happen on its own like mm -hmm. we have to be a part of that and even with the seattle freeze i look at it like this um i also used to believe in the seattle freeze because you know i'm from seattle and I, you know you just don't talk to people there's correct, correct. Cr you know there's all types of different crazy different people crazy who people, you talk to the wrong true. person <laughs> they might be following you yeah, you know if you're downtown night, yeah. you're supposed to look one direction you look too long people gonna ask yeah, you for ask money all types of different stuff yeah and so ultimately you know we get those narratives but you'll never know you could literally there's over fifty-five thousand millionaires mm -hmm. in seattle right you never know who you're talking to Right. Yeah. This person that you're talking to, telling them about your business or just you, everything that you're doing Might be may guy. be the investor that Change changes your life. Your life. Yeah. And so that's where I'm saying, like, you know, and, and it's just a humanity thing. Right. As a humanity, we should be able to talk to one another, share with one another, Correct. build with one another, heal with one another. You know what I mean? I, you know, and, and I didn't see that until I went to I went out of state and I went to like Alabama and Correct. Atlanta and it's like all these black people they're looking at me but they're at complimenting me they're like oh I like your shoes I like this this and everything else it's a different energy it's a different. I didn't want to leave I was like oh this <laughs> southern hospitality there. you know yeah, yeah, beautiful yeah. women too yeah. I'm like no I don't want to leave but yeah. you know but then when I came back to Seattle it just gave me more pride and being like no I'm not, there's nothing wrong about me. me. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm fine. I'm I just got to, exactly yeah. I need to be. Absolutely. And yeah. as as you create that narrative, I guarantee you're going to attract people who are also around that. Also around that. Yeah. yeah. So, Bin Ali, one of my final questions. Uh, what's next for Ali? Because, you know, this 2023 is coming in fast. I blinked. January was up. I'm blinking okay. again. February is almost up. What's the future of Bin Ali and Bin Ali organization this year? Uh, right now, my focus is done more um, toward the... Um, um, politics. Yeah, yeah. So yes, I'm in politics right now in yes. my country, the yeah, Congo. Yeah, yeah. Bigger, bigger, <laughs> bigger. By the way. So yeah, um, I could be running. Uh, yeah, we will see. We will elections. be there. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. I'm so happy for you, so, bro. So uh, that could be happening. So yeah. many things happening this year. Right. Um, uh, but yeah, what's important is um, I'm currently uh, kind of a partnership with my local government, government uh, the Tanganyika government. Yeah. Um, so, you know, trying to, you know, bring the investors, you, you know, you, you yeah. know, uh, my brother yeah. here. My brother Elijah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm in constant communications with leaders here in, 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 in Washington, you know, around the, the U.S., uh, Florida Bear, uh, the CIA, yeah, Congolese Network, we're working a lot together trying to find um, investors that could go and, and do a lot of stuff. The one thing about the Congo is everybody knows um, the, the potential in uh, pretty much everything that in we everything have, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, again, as it was saying, like, uh, we have all what it takes like, to, to convince the investors, like, you know, uh, and um, to reassure them uh, of the, you know, the, future uh, the return on investment that yes. they're looking for. But what's important also is, like, you know, you have to also be careful because this is, like, the public sector. Yeah, yeah. So the investor, it, it's not just about making money in Correct. the country, but it's also about um, caring about, you know, the, the, you know, the environment, the, the environment people. where they are putting, yes. yeah. Exactly. Yes. 
So that's you know, so looking for investor, but you're looking also for the investor right ca- investors. Ver- yeah, well, exactly. Right, what yeah. about you, Elijah? What's the future of? Uh, by the way, uh, <coughs> ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elijah has something huge coming up in April. Yes, I'll let him. Dis- yes. I'll let him just break it down for you. We got <laughs> yeah. a lot of big names, but I'll let yes, him break it down yes. for you. But what's the future? First start with the future yes. uh, of where you're taking your organization or your movement, yes. and then tell us what to expect from you. Absolutely. So. I'm going to talk about the big three, right? Because okay. <laughs> yeah, right. you know I do a lot of things, but I'm going to talk about the big three. Um, so ultimately, with Africatown, you'll see as a community builder, I'm you know, going to be a lot, part of a lot of different community events. I'm going to be co-producing events, you know what I mean, within the organization as Africatown. And you'll see, you know, we're having on the 25th, actually, of this month, we're having the State of Africatown, oh, right? Nice. So the State of Africatown is going to be an event that connects the community, the whole diaspora together, yeah, cool. right? It's going to be at Langston Hughes. It starts at um, 10 o'clock, and it's going to be at Langston Hughes, and it goes all the way till 2 o'clock, right? And I'm telling you, it's already sold out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, ultimately, you know, they'll be live streaming and everything else, and we will be giving updates on what we are doing as an Africatown movement because it is a movement, it's right? A it's movement. an ecosystem, Correct. right? There's multiple organizations that represent Africatown and what we're doing, Correct. right? And so we're going to be talking about the future of Africatown, our biggest projects like Africatown Plaza, that $60 million development that I was telling you about, low-income housing, yes. all those different things. So that's what you can be looking forward to. You can look us up at africatownlandtrust.org and you can find us. Um, there's also Ethereal Visions, which is my entertainment company, uplifting local entertainers and everything else. And ultimately, you'll be able to see all types of different v- events. Um, we have an open mic on the 26th, which is this Sunday, yes. from uh, 5 o'clock all the way till 8.30. It's going to be a youth-centered open mic, so be sure to come through. We're going to have so many different youth performers. Mm-hmm. And even if you can't make it, if you can just donate on our um, – go to our page and donate – the ethereal vision.com mm-hmm. and be able to just show your support because ultimately this is going to be what it takes to be able to support the next generation of creatives performers and talented Correct. artists that are coming up right this is uh ethereal visions is a platform for them to be able to grow Correct. um you can also be able to see our comedy night so i know me and you you know yeah, we're talking about, about yeah. collaborating on yeah. you know and we ain't gonna say no dates, man. Not say, man. No, I say dates, no dates right now, but we'll be back. I'll be back for that. We'll be back. We'll be but back, you know, comedy, you know, nights. You can see you're gonna be able to see different types of burlesque shows. You're yeah. gonna be able to see uh, artist showcases, and you know, um, we'll be having a lot of different uh, community organizing and stuff like that. That's gonna be in the space as well. Uh, so that's with Ethereal Visions, and last but not least, Flourish Financial Group. You can check us out at flourishfinancialgroup.services. It's a financial education firm that is doing financial equity in the form of financial literacy, right? And so I'm partnered with over 30 different financial professionals in the area that are BIPOC, represent our community, and talk about credit, real estate, taxes, Mm. legality, generational wealth, health and wellness, like how health and wellness is a part of your financial literacy. And these things are things that we're going to be talking about. And so ultimately, you can check us out. Uh, you know our uh, Facebook page Flourish Financial Group and see the amazing things that we are doing as a community and, and what we're building Thank you, Elijah. But thank you. Actually, that was my next question, but you just uh, wrapped it up. Thank you. <laughs> you go find, follow Mr. Elijah. Yes. Mr. Bin Ali, where can they follow you online? Like, see if they can support you, donate to your organization. Where can they find you online? Yeah, you can find us. Uh, there is 
actually coming with two organizations now. Okay. Uh, oh, nice. You know, you know, Congrats, you know yeah. all about Afropedia. So yep, yep. Uh, go at Afropedia.com, uh, yeah. uh, myafropedia.com, where you can donate. And it's a platform where uh, we, we match mentors and mentees okay. uh, to go mentor all the black you know, students in colleges, you know, uh, or freshly in college trying to like show them you know the way yeah. you know you exactly. ha you have a whole studio here so yeah. we, we have some student from journalism or you, you can come, you know yeah, they can come and, and practice yeah. you know people that want to be like you when they grow up a little bit <laughs> <laughs> I like that. you know yeah. uh we also have elikia so yeah. elikia is, is a new platform yeah. um uh run by us you know me and and florette yeah. a, a fellow congolese uh that one is uh strictly for uh we're partnering with universities in the u.s okay. connecting um, African universities yes. and, and, uh, and uh, American, American universities, universities. for yeah, exchange yeah. programs. Correct. They send a student there, we send, send a student, student here. here. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm actually going to East Africa very soon um, to make more, um, like to get more uh, partnership. Uh, so we have a few universities in Washington already, we're trying to, and then in a few universities in, um, in Africa, Ghana, uh, we're trying to, you know, um, get University of Dar es Salaam, University of Dodoma. Then we're gonna get to Nairobi. So that's the the project that uh, we are working on. So uh, look at Elikia. Um, I'll give you the Instagram. So yeah, you I'll can put it up there. Exactly. Okay, okay. So um, yeah. So those are the 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 uh, the, the, the programs that we have okay. this year, okay. and we hope that we hope to bring more students Most from Africa to come here. You yeah. know, again, the goal is to make sure that we have um, enough leaders, like the leaders that can, can build the Africa uh, for tomorrow. We have everything in Africa, we just yes. need uh, this, that's leadership. That's boost. Yes. Exactly, yeah. leadership. And so, yeah, so we're trying to build that generation. We are, we are, we are the youth, we are young people, and we are trying to, to do it to step it up by yeah. ourselves. Correct. Yeah, and I, I applaud you for that. I applaud you, Bin Ali. I applaud you, uh, Elijah. You guys are big assets here. I see a lot of prosperity in your future. Thank yeah, you. I'm no guru, but I've <laughs> seen it. My grandmother mixes things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here. No Thank problem. you for listening to us. This is the tip show. We bring you people who want to change the society, change the community. Please support the two gentlemen here. Uh, show them love. Um, write something on this comments. Let them know what you feel and how you can contribute or collaboratively build something in the future potentially and thank you for being nice looking i normally have people come to this show smelling like hot dog water <laughs> <But> finally <laughs> i'm here ladies and gentlemen this has been episode nine until next time peace out thank all right you. So see you later man <laughs>